We hope you enjoy this episode of the Modern Divorce Podcast. But first, a message from our sponsor. At Modern Law, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all solution, and we understand that some clients need full representation using every tool in the legal toolbox. This is especially true for custody and alcohol cases, which is why Soberlink has been one of the most important tools for my clients. Soberlink's remote alcohol monitoring tool has helped over 500,000 people prove their sobriety with peace and mind during their parenting time. To begin receiving real-time alerts that your child is safe and to receive $50 off your device, visit Soberlink.com forward slash modern. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of the Modern Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Tarasio, owner of Modern Law and Win Without Law School. And today I am joined by OG Caitlin Lindahl. Caitlin, how are you doing? Fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. So today's topic is going to be on safety planning during divorce. And Caitlin is our facilities operator. She has been around and with the firm since its inception. And we have had quite a few safety threats over the years, not only to us, but our clients. That is valid. Yeah. And so anybody going through a divorce, well, not anybody, but many people going through a divorce um, may be in an unsafe situation. And um, also lawyers can be in an unsafe situation and not just lawyers, but those who work at law firms for many, many, many years. Caitlin was that front desk person and we would get active threats that people were coming to our office. Yeah, um, I do think there are definite steps that we can take as a firm and also as a individual to try to help keep everybody as safe as possible. Um, I can go through some ideas if that's that's useful. Yeah, so we've we've done some safety planning, but yeah. So first, why don't you share with people kind of what threats you and we have received and how we've handled it? Of course. Um, so one of the threats that I feel like comes up that is most nerve wracking for the majority of the firm is when somebody calls and says, my ex is really mad. They're headed into your firm or, um, the, the opposing party itself calls in and, you know, comes that you, cause you don't know when they're coming, what they're coming, are they just coming to yell? And so nerves get, you know, really high and we've all heard of the horror stories and that's not fun. So uh, typically in in those scenarios, what we've done is anybody who can go home, we send home. Um, And if we can't, you know, lock up the office for some reason and just go home, what we do do is I remove everyone from the front and I lock the doors. And so then if we know that somebody's coming at a specific time, we will listen. And then uh, usually if I can take point, I will safely go check and then let people in as needed if we can. But if you can reroute whoever needs to come to the office that day for any reason, like you just you try to make as minimal people there as humanly possible. Um, if you one of the other things that that we've done is um, the threat of, you know, like shooters coming in. So we especially after the I think it was a law firm in Scottsdale had some, an opposing party who was very, very mad at how the ruling came down, came in and, and opened fire. Um, we took that as an opportunity to bring in um, some police officers to kind of run us through some stats as a firm with that. And so things that they taught us were to go through your office in each and every single room and look for what 
items you could use to protect yourself and what you could use to barricade the doors and the windows. And so we as a firm went into each of the offices and talked through what we would use because there's so much that says if you pre-plan your problem, your brain will remember that in the time of the incident and you're less likely to freeze and you're more likely to take action. So um, those are a couple of things that we've done as a firm to try to help us um, be a little bit more prepared for when those instances come up. And luckily we haven't had anybody that has actually come to the firm with a gun or been super aggressive. We certainly have had people at the firm who are very upset or maybe, maybe not entirely stable. So at that point, our de-escalation training comes in. So we've done some de-escalation training, some active shooter training. And the other thing is whenever we've gotten a threat that somebody's coming there with a gun, which has happened a number of times, we've called the police and we've told the person, Hey, the police are here or they're on their way. And well, just or given because you know sometimes we have their photo because we had to serve them and we we give all of that information to the police and then let them know like hey they have all your information so mm-hmm. yeah so by by planning by knowing what you're going to do we certainly feel a little safer um the other thing that i started doing after we had this active shooter training was bringing in um Delilah to work Delilah the office dog who's laying over here sleeping, who's like a 12 year old, um, white golden doodle, who is not really going to be like protecting us, but any type of, um, interference is a good thing. Right. Um, the other thing that I started to incorporate in onboarding is, um, as we bring on new people into the firm, talking through with them, some of the procedures, where are the emergency exits and where you work at, mm-hmm. um, How do you get out? What are the steps, you know, if there's an emergency, kind of just going through some of those basic things to try to help people think through what they might do. Yeah. Uh, So any person who is going through a divorce, or if you work in an office and you, and you, you know, may be exposed, there are some basic things that you can do that is safety planning. And at this point, with the world that we live in and the number of shootings that there are, we all need to be thinking about and doing some safety planning. So you have to decide whether or not you're going to keep your doors locked. Some law firms keep their doors locked at all times. Or I've, I mean, I've definitely uh, seen a handful of firms that also have those um, metal uh, so that they don't have it locked all the time, but they have a button that they can immediately lock it. Um, so that then if they do see a threat, they can hit a button and then the person can't enter without trying to get through that option. So, Mm -hmm. and if you are leaving a relationship that is violent or has had violence in that relationship, it is incredibly important for you to come up with a safety plan. And I would recommend you talk to a domestic violence shelter or um, a domestic violence advocate who can help you come up with a specific safety plan. And this the safety plan should not be generic. It should be specific to your house, your mm-hmm. neighbors, your resources, and your potential threat. So even a brief exercise of going through, like, where are my exits? How can I get out? Because the cops taught us, what is it? Run, hide, fight. Right. Yep. First, Get away. If you can get away, get away. Get away. If you can get away, get away. 
Next, hide. If they don't find you, fabulous. Hide, barricade, get yourself safe that way. And third, be prepared to fight. Because the worst thing you can do is, you know, you can't run, you have hidden, or you can't hide. And now you have one option, and that is to fight. And so going through the the mental exercise of what would I throw? What would yeah. I throw? They even talk through the level of like, um, you know, grabbing the the gun as it entered in, but being aware of the fact that like that gun is going to be so hot, but that is still like, they can't shoot you if you have a hold of like things along those lines. Uh, like I just, there's so many, I know that there's so many options out there these days to get educated on that, that I just think it's unfortunate we live in this day and age, but it's, it is where we are at. I know that even when I go to like places now, like big malls, I pay a lot more attention to where are my exits, even within the sub stores, like, you know, cause every place has an exit inside of a store, almost always like it sucks, but that's where we're at. And if you have, if your if your relationship has been violent, you are at most risk when you leave. You just are. So consider an order of protection. I know people say they don't work, but I can tell you based on my 20 years in family law and experience with order protections, they actually do make a huge difference to the people who I know who have gotten them. I personally am happy to report. I don't know. I haven't had any clients who have been, um, hurt or offended or shot or anything after an order of protection was in place. Usually violations, once you set those boundaries, if you start holding the boundary, you know, if you call in the call that is an order, that is a violation. If you set really firm boundaries, it does seem to make a difference in the vast majority of cases, certainly not all of them, but it's something to consider. And I do think that they work and they have a fairly they have a, a real impact on the dynamic because if nothing else, what you're doing is stopping the communication and that communication can spiral into violence quickly. So you really want to cut off the communication or figure out a way to have boundaries around communication that make the communication um, as limited as possible. The other thing is if I know many, many women who have filed for divorce and been so nervous, I'm not sure if he will be violent. He hasn't been violent in the past, but I'm not sure what he will do. And I, I I just think that that is incredibly normal. I can't tell you how many women I've talked to who have felt that way. Um, but also in my experience, the vast majority of time, if there hasn't been violence in your relationship, there 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 won't be. I don't that's, know if that's, that's statistically news. true, but I can just say I've had probably hundreds of those conversations of, I'm not sure if he will do anything. He hasn't before, but what if? And every time nothing has happened. Praise God. I, I always think of, I'm a, I'm a what if kid and an overthinker. So I always kind of think about, so this is a fear of mine. What would be my plan then? Like, and kind of go through that same concept of like, okay, well, they never have been before, but what if they are? Okay, what can I do to ensure that me or me and my children are going to be safe? Is it that, you know, we go stay somewhere that they don't know for a few days when they first get the 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 get served, you know, so that then if they get really emotional at first, then they don't even know where to find you. Maybe you change up your routine a little bit. Um, 
I think those are easy ways to just, you know, create a little bit of difference so that if somebody gets really mad. Yeah, I I agree. That get a little bit back in check before they end up seeing you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Prevention is key. Having a plan is key. Ring cameras are so, so easy now. And they, they record to the cloud. It's a deterrent. You know, you're on camera signs are a deterrent. So my goal with this podcast, we are by no means experts in this. No, not at all. By no means are we experts, but simply planting the seed to talk about it, to think about it, to go out and seek that expert help. And, you know, maybe it's time for us to get um, another expert opinion because things are different now that we are mostly at home. It does seem to be a little safer. There are, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you're interested, but I, I have seen a couple of new door locks too that um, go into the seam of the door so that people can't bust through the doors. So like um, there there are a lot of new inventions like that out as well that can help you very minimally make your doors and your things like that even another level of secure from, from everyone, you know, robbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So definitely with this podcast, we will link to resources. We will um, make sure that you have some ideas to get you started. And as I said, please don't stop here. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) And thank you so much for coming on the show. I think this has been a super informative, different episode, but I hope that it is one that people enjoy. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to download it, like it, share it, rank it review it. And um, if you or someone you know would make a great guest on the Modern Divorce Podcast, please do send them my way. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Modern Divorce Podcast brought to you by Modern Law. Now a word from our sponsor. One consistent theme you'll hear from me, Billy Tarasio, is that we do not believe in a one-size-fits-all solution. That's why at Modern Law, you can find anything you need for your family law case. For the highest stakes litigation cases, we've got experienced family law attorneys who can offer you representation. We also have embraced newly licensed legal paraprofessionals who can offer you legal representation for less. And if you just need your documents prepared, we can offer certified legal document preparers as well. If that's not for you and instead you are representing yourself, congratulations. You are like one of the 70% of people out there doing it on your own. And our newest offering, Win Without Law School, can help. For more information about Win Without Law School, go to winwithoutlawschool.com. To get representation options, go to mymodernlaw.com.